How's it going, everybody? It is your favorite apostates. I'm McKay. I'm Jordan. And here we are doing something that we honestly didn't think that we would do. I'm eating my words. Jordan is eating her words. A lot of you not happily, might I add, (laughs) begrudgingly, she's eating her words. But um, since the inception of the little series that we've done, which has kind of been more than a year on and off about Mormon influencers, Jordan has said that we would not address this person. But just as a reminder for those of you who may have missed that last little bit, that last little chapter of our channel, just a recap on what we do when we talk about Mormon influencers. A lot of people, when we first started making content, especially on TikTok, would ask us why there are so many Mormon influencers. And if you're new here, we used to be Mormon, lifelong members, did the culty temple rituals, wore the Mormon underwear, we did all of it, got married, we did the whole thing. I spent two years of my life in Honduras. On a mission, he even worked for the church. Yep. So we were deep in it, deep in it, which is why we talk about this. Yeah. And at first, when we were asked that question, we were like, what are you talking about? I guess I don't really know. But then as we examined it further, there there really are a lot of Mormon influencers. So we just like to kind of give people a little idea who these people are and everything like that. And there are a couple topics which we will bring up that we will talk about more at length um, that will paint more of a picture as to why we think it's important that people are aware of this. Primarily being active Mormon influencers in the Page family. Jordan Page is a very active member. They go to the temple constantly. They go to the church constantly, which means that they are no doubt paying their tithing, which is what we always come back to as the primary principle here is that if you support these influencers, then you're supporting the Mormon church and the Mormon church actively oppresses many groups and is racist and homophobic and toxic. So, and abusive and covers up nasty behavior yeah a lot of it gets swept under the rug and just as a preference or a preface we say this all the time it's not the mormons that we don't like and everybody says i've never met a mormon that i don't like and i wholeheartedly agree with that honestly very nice i've also we've also come in contact with a lot of mormons who antagonize us and hate us and have told us to kill ourselves and we deserve to spend eternity outer darkness yeah and in misery so we're a waste of life force they can be the same people unfortunately but um but we're not gonna do that today Like, I'm not here to say that Jordan Page is just this horrible fucking human being, because I don't think she is. I don't agree with her beliefs. I don't agree that she pays this money to an organization that is actively oppressing and harming people. Um, And I don't agree with any of that. But we're not going to discount the fact that she's extremely fucking smart. She's extremely fucking successful. I mean, she's built her business from the ground up and it is massive. Yeah. And so there's very much something to be said about the fact that especially a Mormon woman going into these spaces and doing what most Mormon women weren't doing at the time when she started picking up steam with her blog a few years ago. And so 
I'm willing to give credit where credit is due, okay? I'm willing to do that. I don't think she's a horrible person. But there are some things that are concerning that we've got to talk about. And so it's unfair of us to hold her to a different standard than we hold any of the other influencers. So this isn't meant to dog on her and rag on her. Obviously, we have our opinions. The other things that we have in here, if it's alleged, we will tell you. Um, I, to be quite honest, I don't anticipate that this video will stay up if I'm being completely honest. We have heard things and yeah, we do not wish that anybody uses YouTube or whatever to dodge criticism Mm -mm. because criticism and I made sure to suss out anything that seemed like speculation. So anything that is alleged, it will be very little. Um, I don't want to spread misinformation about people for the sake of views or anything like that. So I tried my best to just include the facts. I didn't want any sort of speculation or anything like that because it's unfair because people it's just pointless that people do that stuff. And then you can't trust anything that anybody says. So it's a, it's commentary. Yeah. Everything that we have is protected under fair use. We're not using any videos. Yeah. So we've done our due diligence in this area, but that does not mean that this won't get taken down. I fully expect to get a letter. So if that does happen, we will deal with that. But until then, we'll until just- then, we're here. And also let me say that as is with every other influencer, and you guys don't do this anyway, but do not contact them. Do not reach out to her. Do not reach out to her family. Do not comment on anything she does. Do not share information. In the snark community, they call it don't touch the poop. Don't touch the poop. There are people who have shared like photos of her house and address and things on the internet. And that's not appropriate. Don't do that. I get that you don't like her or whatever, but she does have kids. We're also not going to show any faces of any of the kids as we never have, generally speaking, except for on a handful of occasions where it was really challenging not to. Yeah. And so we have covered all of our bases and are being very respectful as much as we possibly can. Um, so just keep that in mind. There's no excuse to comment on her shit or message her or tag her in things like, I'm sure she's going to see it. Y'all don't have to make the effort. She's going to fucking watch it or she'll have somebody on her team watch it. Yep. So she's got friends and fans and all these sorts of people. So she's a huge influencer. So does she care about her opinions? I don't think so, but don't feel like you got to draw her attention here. Cause it's going to happen. So there's our large caveats for this video. There's the, the little start to it. We want to give the whole story. Um, so we will give a little resume of who they are and everything like that. And I, th- I feel like I did a pretty good job of just telling it like it is and, uh, not editorializing. I will do a little bit of that. But um, most of the information that I've got about them comes directly from the blog. Um, Fun, cheaper, free is is the name of the blog, but we are talking about Jordan and Bubba Page. Um, So if that ever comes up, there are some other things that we will mention. So try to follow along, but it is uh, a little bit... uh, it's immense. Okay, so to start from the top, let's just introduce each of our 
people who are we are detailing, starting with Jordan Page. Jordan was born Jordan Lee Francis. Oh my gosh, March she was born 8th. March 8th. Yeah, I know, right? March she has 8th. my name and was born the day after uh-huh. me. 1986 in The Dolls, Oregon. Pretty sure it's pronounced The Dolls. And she made it a point in the blog. It is The Dolls. Not, not Dallas. Sure not Dallas. Not Dolls. Dolls. The Dolls, Oregon. All right. Um, she went to, she didn't really include anything about like her childhood or anything. I didn't feel the need to look into it too hard because that's just really extensive, but she grew up there, I'm assuming, and then ended up going to, as she dubs it, the big city or Provo to go to BYU in 2004. I'm not really sure if she graduated from there. Her LinkedIn says... Recreation management, therapeutic, recreation slash recreational therapy, but it did not list a degree. I saw something on her blog where she talked about being in college, but I don't know if she finished. So I, she talked about it. Yeah. So, which is just fine. I also, I also went to college and I have not finished. There's always time to go back and to finish it up. So who cares? No shade. But at this point, there's not really any reason to. Um, at some point, during her time at BYU, she didn't say what year it was. I looked at a couple different things, and she just said when she was in college. But it sounds like with the timeline, it probably was what would have been like her senior or junior year even. Um, she went on a humanitarian trip to a leprosy colony in the south of India for five weeks. Here is where she ended up falling in love with with this little girl um, who she said looked like Halle Berry and was the inspiration for one of her kids' names, was the same name as Which this little girl. we will also not be discussing. Uh, we're not going dis- to discuss that. But anyway, it is kind of an interesting little anecdote that that was such a, a big moment in her life. That was um, not a Mormon mission, though. That was just it a was service not. It was only trip. five weeks. Okay. It was just yeah, a service. Just want to clarify. Humanitarian thing. Uh, She began blogging as a hobby to share coupons and frugal tips. This is pretty normal for the 2000s. If you know anything about the Mormon mommy vlogger universe, you know that this was right around the time. This was before, I mean, 2004 was the infancy of YouTube. People were not really like making content for that purpose or anything like that. So she was blogging away. A lot of people did it. Next, we've got Bubba Page. That's the name that he chooses to go by. He goes by his nickname. His real name is Brant Page. He was born July 31st, 1983. Another summer baby. What's good? Um, In the Bay Area. It didn't specify exactly where, but uh, yeah. He served a full-time mission in in Rio Grande do Sul, Brazil, from 2002 until 2004. And then after that, and maybe a little bit before that, he attended BYU and received a bachelor's in communication. Well, I think and he speaks fluent Portuguese. He does, because he went to Brazil. So, definitely an interesting thing. It feels offensive for me a, to call him mission. Bubba. I know, it, but I understand it because Brandt is kind of... I respect people's name. names and what they want to go by, so we will call him by I that know, name, Bubba but it does feel weird seems to me. Something that I call my kid. I know. It feels like I'm being offensive, but not intending to be. Anyway, so the story of them 
together is what we'll get to next. Uh, and it is a little extensive, but the two of them met officially during Jordan's sophomore year at BYU. And I think that puts Bubba at just after maybe he had been there for a year or something like that. Cause she went in 2004. So I'm assuming that he had been there for about a year. I guess if he had done a year before he went to BYU, then it wouldn't be his freshman year. But anyway, at that time they had the 19 year old age requirement for going on a mission. So a lot of men would go to school for a year and then go on their mission because of that gap year. That's what I did, even though by the time that I was eligible to serve a mission, they had changed the age requirement to 18 for men and 19 for women. That remains the same today. Yeah, that's how it is today. They said that they hit it off, but were quick to friend zone each other. Their words, not mine. Uh, Where they stayed for about two years until after Jordan's return from her humanitarian trip to India. She says that this is what proved to Bubba that she had a little bit of substance to her. And that's when they began to date. Only about a year after that was when they were married. And she says she was just barely 21 when they got married. Um, in what looks like the Mount Timpanogos Temple here in Utah, down in Utah County. Let's just clarify that... Um, because they got married in the temple means that they had to have the temple recommend a question interview, which includes various things. McKay will put the list on the screen and you are welcome to pause to read them at this time. But the basics being that you support the church, no matter what the church does and you support the church leaders, no matter what they say, and you're paying 10% of whatever you make to the church. And so undoubtedly they wouldn't be able to get married in the temple if those things were not happening. Yeah. That's also, um, probably when Jordan went through the temple for the first time and got her magical Mormon underwear, as you guys like to call it. Um, the Garmies. The Garmies, because Bubba would have already had his for when he went on his mission. And so she probably went through at that time. So they both have been through the culty temple ceremonies and still actively participate in them. There you go. After their wedding, they both worked uh, full time and they lived in a townhome in Salt Lake City. Um, and hope to build their dream home at some point. Uh, those dreams began to come to fruition in 2008 when they started building a home that they intended on buying um, and up until what they dub as their financial disaster. Those are their words. Their words. She uses it. She abbreviates it FD. Anybody who's a freeb knows it. <laughs> What's a freeb? Somebody who loves her blog, Fun, Cheaper, Free. She calls them That freebs. is what she calls them, and they lovingly have adopted that nickname. So they poured all of their life savings into this property and were keen to secure a loan in 2000, at the start of 2009. At the end of 2008, though, Bubba was pretty dissatisfied with um, his work situation. They don't really detail what that means or anything, but he was fed up and he decided to leave and just stay on as an advisor or or something like that. Obviously, I'm not familiar with the nature of his work, so I'm not sure how that works. But as somebody who is an adult post-2008 housing crash, I can't even fucking grasp this idea of going from two full-time 
salaries to one and planning on securing a mortgage. <laughs> but obviously I don't really that that era of the United States before 2008 is something that I'm just I don't even know anything about. But he left this company with intentions to found a new company called Launch Leads, which is a like a, a B2B um le obviously leads and appointment setting service which eventually became wildly successful but Jen Shaw Jen Shaw kind of like Jen Shaw crossover crossover episode except they're not going to jail so awkward oops um anyway but everybody knows when you're starting things like this it can take years before you start really consistently bringing in money so they essentially at that point had one one income and then so that was at the end of 2008 and then as we all know who were around us that was a really big year for presidential election in january 2009 president barack obama was inaugurated and a lot of stuff went into motion to help the crashing economy now in this situation jordan's words were one Obama came into office, everything changed. So at that moment, it seems like she's kind of blaming everything on that. But thanks, Obama. Did you watch the news? I, this wasn't exactly like a overnight kind of thing. You had to have known some of that stuff. But anyway, at this point, the pages could no longer afford the mortgage that they were about to sign on. Bubba was only at the his old company as a consultant. Jordan was pregnant with their first child at this time, and they were all out of money that they had already poured into the, the property that they could no longer afford. So all their savings was gone. They even had renters that were lined up to move into their townhome. I think they had like gotten rid of their other lease, and they had to just be like, sorry, we don't we don't have a house for you anymore which i can imagine is probably just devastating that you would have to have that conversation with somebody uh but they had no savings they had over fifteen thousand dollars in debt they had one reliable income of just thirty thousand dollars a year it must have been an awful time but they put their noses to the grindstone they were able to pay off that debt in just one year which is Impressive. I am not going to even lie. We paid off I mean that, that much. We paid off twenty thousand dollars, but year. we didn't live in our own home. It's true. So, so that's the difference. I don't know. On a thirty thousand dollar year, I don't, I don't how understand do how that's they did that. Fifty really percent of your income is going to debt. So that's extreme, to say the least. Uh, Jordan adopted a lot of techniques that earned her the title of one of TLC's extreme cheapskates. In the episode that they did on her, one of those things that she did was uh, rationing 40 rolls of toilet paper for the entire year for their family of five. You can see in this photo, one of her kids that we will blur the face of um, with sticky notes on the toilet with every person's assigned toilet Everybody's paper. Everybody's ration. Oh my god. Yeah. And Diluting apple juice. Diluting apple juice. Um, baking cookie dough in the hot car so as to not use electricity to power the oven or heat the house. It was in also the nearly expired. She's 
interesting about expired food. She kind of gets a bad rap online for like yeah. being willing to kind of dance on the line of whether food is expired or not. And then Which I will admit there is some nuance there. It's not always anyway. I just have OCD, so I I can't empathize there. But (laughs) empathize at all. There's also this article that just highlighted one of the other things. If you watch the TLC episode, I'm pretty sure it's still on YouTube. Um, Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. That's right. Cheapest mom in America rations food reveal. She bought pigs for family and killed them to eat bacon all year. So that is exactly what happened. They bought pigs and killed them. Which I don't. It's not like. Yeah, that's it. People backyard in Utah all the time. It's not a surprising thing to me. So I, as a headline for the sun, that definitely makes sense. So they're very. Yeah, they are frugality to the max. Yeah. Especially in this mode. I mean, they absolutely stretched every single penny. So they continued this trend and they were in need of expanding their living space because they were having kids at this point. Today, they have eight kids. So they were having kids pretty consistently. Um, over the years. So when they began searching for a home after a couple years, they were looking at making money, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure that he was really making that much money um, quite yet. But when they were searching for a home, they were looking at two to three houses per week for 18 months, which is dedication to say God, the least it's it's, it's crazy i cannot imagine spending 18 months looking for a house i don't even think with the recent market how it's been people spend that long um i could be wrong because we're not in the market for house because <laughs> we are we cannot afford that anyway eventually their diligence paid off and they were able to find a house that was valued at a million dollars that they ended up paying $450,000 for less than half of its value. Furthermore, they were able to, this house was big enough that they could fit and they could sell the bottom half to her parents for half the price. So they ended up in a million dollar, half of a million dollar home for $225,000. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So it's just a short sale they were lucky with how the market was, was and everything say, like that. The only reason they were able to do that is because of the timing. Diligence and There's luck. no amount of financial finagling you could do to get a house like that yeah. if the housing market and the economy wasn't Unless, working in your favor. Yeah. Houses you can't do a five-finger discount with. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't um, like some magical trick that she was able to do. No, it that was, was timing. Yeah, that was them looking and timing. Uh, eventually, they, after living in this home for a couple of years, they wanted to pick back up on their dream home. The market was recovering, so they were, and Bubble was starting to make some money. So this was something that was more within their reach. They were able to turn around and sell that house for a lot more than they got it for, and they were able to get into the home that they lived. This one was in Draper. They don't live in this one anymore, but this was the home that they lived in at the time of this blog post. Um, They were able to get into a home that is 8,600 square feet, 1.5 acres for what she described as pennies on the dollar. So they must have made a fucking killing on that sale and then had just 
pick whatever the hell they wanted to live in for. Um, they made this their home for the next six years. They did some renovations and things for on the kitchen, for example. And then after that, in 2020, they moved to an even larger property. That way, everybody could have clothes in their own bedroom. And I think maybe only they have some, they have twins. Maybe only the twins are sharing because it has eight bedrooms. 8,600 square feet. I don't want to give any details on the newer property because it's where they currently live, but it is more than double that. Well, and yeah, like, yeah. Um, so you think 8,600 is a lot. Yeah. But um, I was going to say Mormonism is really about um, not so much self-reliance um and teaching financial responsibility they even teach classes yeah um usually it goes hand in hand with um if you're down on your luck and they your bishop deems you worthy to receive um like food from the bishop storehouse and and things of that nature it usually goes hand in hand with these classes and they teach you you're not taking their aid for forever yes and there is also a system behind that aid that we've talked about before that i won't get into in this video but it's also fucked up so if you're having a hard time for more than three times in your life mormon church ain't gonna help you your shit out of luck but the idea is that you don't live outside your means right like that's the fundamental kind of principle within mormonism and so it, it just seems excessive it really does like i understand the point of having enough bedrooms for your kids yeah but there are nice homes that would have bedrooms for all of her kids that aren't almost twenty thousand square feet yeah you know like and it i don't know rich people bro i don't know inevitably somebody's going to come and say oh, you guys are just jealous and I, you know what? <laughs> I mean, sure. Do we want to be in a bigger house? Absolutely. But, you know, we got fucked over by previous generations. And so we're never going to get into a house ever. Yeah. But the, you know, everybody wants to be in a better house and that's fine. But even myself, like, I don't know that I could clean a house that was like 8,600 square feet. Like, I don't know that I would want to take that on because then I would also have to decorate all of those rooms also. Like, it just it would seems be like, like so it, much. It would be like living in an insane asylum for us. That's like, the way walls too would much. be so empty. Like, I don't even know how to fill walls. I never want a house that's bigger than my little, my Dyson handheld vacuum can hold a charge for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a never. lot. And I'm not trying to yuck somebody's yum, but at some point it's like, yeah. Well, and they have a lot of kids, so finding a house that has eight bedrooms—that's not a fucking McMansion—is just. I see. Especially here in Utah. But twenty thousand square feet—it's crazy. Come on. Anyway, um, yeah. Don't go looking for their their house or anything like that. There's not really any need need to do that you can look at their instagram if you want to see parts of their house but anyway don't bother them before we move on about just a little blurb i wanted to share about the house um she made a blog post about their house when they were selling it so that they could move into this current one 
and just kind of gave details about the things that they had done over the years and everything like that. And at the end shared about their financial disaster and how they're able to afford this and blah, blah, blah. But at one point point in this blog post, um, it was kind of like set up as a Q and a, but one of the questions is why are you using homie? Is it sponsored? Now, homie, if you are unaware or you're not from the Western United States, because I think that's the only places that they operate, uh, homie is basically like a digital real estate agent, and it cut co- it cuts costs on real estate agent fees and things like that by a lot. So it has been really hard on advertising here in, U- in Utah, especially. But they used homie. And her answer was, nope, not sponsored. Homie charges a flat rate instead of a commission, and they and we need every dime to put into repairs and updates on the new house because it is an older construction. So we opted for homing for the savings. We have been super happy with the process, and we love both our buying agent and selling agent. We used Homie for uh, to sell our rental home a few years ago and decided to do it again. Highly recommend it. So it's not sponsored. However, it is interesting that they chose not to disclose that Bubba had invested in Homie in 2019. So is that illegal? No, not at all. However, it comes off as A, disingenuous, and B, dishonest to say no, we're just using homie because we like it. And maybe you do like it because maybe it's a great product or whatever. If you invested in something that you didn't think was a great product, you're a bad investor. But to not disclose that kind of information, it just. Notably. I don't know, man. Notably, homie is under some distress at this point. There's been a lot of murmurings like in the Utah area that they're not doing so well. And then they ended up laying off a bunch of people and then their CEO also stepped down um, and then they laid off some more people after that. And so it's not doing great. It doesn't sound like. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty scummy that they did that. Um, Honestly, Get a good deal. But if you're going to tell your followers, hey, I'm just using this because I like it and not because I have a vested interest, that's really dishonest. It's lying by omission is still lying. Yeah. Just because they didn't, she skirted it because they didn't ask if they had invested in it. They asked if it was sponsored. And so she told They didn't ask if we were invested in it or we had some sort of thing with them. So I don't have to tell them that we do. Yeah. Which is, anyway. So fun, cheap, cheaper, free, Jordan's blog, as we know it today, was officially launched in 2011 after their financial disaster where Jordan shared success stories and tips for other people to be able to do the same. Um, this brand eventually evolved into what we know now as the Page Company, which owns a couple other things, uh, namely a cooking blog called Shelf Cooking, which uh, is all about using stuff that you already have on hand to be able to make meals and things like that, which I'm sure is really big with Mormons because you have to rotate your year long food storage that the leaders of the church um, told you to have in case there was a disaster. So 
that's just built right in. That's a, it's a fucking great idea. Honestly, I'm always looking for something to cook and we don't always have a lot of shit in our house to do it with. They also have a productivity bootcamp, a budget bootcamp, a cookbook that they sell on the website, planners and other things of that nature. Uh, she's appeared on a, a, like daytime talk shows and things oh, like yeah. that to discuss her frugal tips. Rachel uh, Ray. Rachel and- Ray, today's show, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Open the door or I'm going to throw rocks through your windows, you dumb whore. She does a lot of stuff on her Instagram as far as like productivity stuff goes. She like gives tips and then she gives like financial stuff. And then, you know, I feel like the stuff she posts on Instagram really isn't that groundbreaking. But I'm assuming she does yeah. it that way so that you go by her course. Well, and even some of the stuff that I'd seen that they were detailing and how they reached financial success. It was like stuff that you would hear Dave Ramsey talk about. So I'm not I didn't take their course or anything. I'm not here to say, oh, my God, this is just groundbreaking or whatever. But it just seems like the same stuff that people have been talking about for years. But they are legally distinct and not the same. There are similarities, as with probably many other budgeting folks. Yeah. That's a really good way to get us. There are a million ways to skin a cat. Who am I to say which is the correct way? They um, they, they made a blog post specifically um, talking about why and how they make money through the blog. And she talked about monetization, which... No shade here. We do the same with our YouTube channel. If you want to make money, that's how you do it. They absolutely fuck it up with the ads. There is just so many ads, which... It's like one of those like cooking websites, you know, where you click on for a recipe and then you're like assaulted with ads and it's like, I give yeah. up and then you just don't even yeah. get what you needed to get. You have to like the... There's only <laughs> like five paragraphs, but you got to scroll a mile to get to the bottom like and then you scroll past it because five you different ads like popping out yeah. at you yeah it's a lot so if you want to go there use an ad blocker so you can see the content <laughs> but yeah they they do a lot of ads and you know more power to them because you should monetize your your work so the other way that they monetize um, is through their Instagram, similar to other Mormon mommy vlog influencers that have large followings. They, similar to us, technically. Yeah. We do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if people have sponsors as long as they like truly support and endorse what the sponsor is instead of just taking on whatever comes your way. Because we turn down 90% of the sponsorships that we get offered because yeah, we don't do that. We don't feel right about recommending a product that like we don't use or that we don't 100% stand behind. And so, which is why that our only products are at this point are sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) So that's fun. Um, Check out our Instagram for more information on that right now. So anywho, The other way that they make money, obviously, is sponsorships. They have sponsors on their YouTube videos, I'm sure. They have sponsors on their Instagram. And then when they actually do, like, live events and parties, they've done a handful of those. Those are also sponsored. So lots of sponsors. So I took down some of them. McKay will scroll them across the screen. But let me just 
So there's a lot, but I want to talk about the ones that stand out the most. And so number one is Disneyland. She's had multiple posts sponsored with Disneyland, which means that, yes, she goes to Disneyland probably at a significantly reduced cost or for free. Which is surprising to me that they need advertising. I don't feel like they need advertising for Disneyland, but... It's not like Whatever. a frequent thing, but I think I saw but it on still, there once, yeah. at least. Once, maybe twice. Um, there's also Homie. There's also Vivint, which is a massive security company yeah. that's also really big here. They also do solar. They do solar. Um, loopy cases, which are really popular. Chatbooks, which is actually a company that I'm pretty sure was started here. Yes. Chick-fil-A. Never seen Chick-fil-A sponsor somebody or offer. Yeah. And not even like a a local franchise, like Chick-fil-A corporate. At least, yeah. I mean, they posted an advertisement, and I don't know. Allegedly, they were sponsored by Chick-fil-A, let's say. Smith's Grocery, um, GE Lighting, Lending Tree, um, Swig, which is a huge soda company here in utah we'll throw up You've a little talk about picture it. um let's see some hotels like stay stay bridge suites great wolf lodge um minky couture which is really discouraging because we love minky um into it turbo slash mint mountain america credit union um let's see not my credit union thank god <laughs> gab which they're absolutely in love with um shine cosmetics is a really big one they actually paid for one of their cruises holy shit rad swim i think is a mormon influencer that's like adjacent to her and so she posts about them a lot um and let's see hard rock hotel sponsored them Hmm. also once leapfrog there was a Damn, like the leap pad mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Learning toys. Fetch rewards. She posts about fetch rewards like constantly. Mixers. Mixers, which is, I think that's also. That's an MLM. It's an MLM-ish, but it's, I can't remember who it was started in Utah or Idaho, but it's very popular and it's like powder drink stuff that like makes you more tolerable while you're on your period. That's like one example. <laughs> oh, man. So. That's my opinion on it anyway. And yeah, those are those are like the big ones. Um, Lily Jade, Audible at one point, even Steven Sandwiches, Sweet Tooth Fairy. Yeah. So those are some of the big ones. Um, the crossover between Jordan and a lot of other Mormon influencers is pretty extensive. She is the nucleus of our Mormon influencer multiverse. I swear to God. Yeah. She's like the, yeah, she's like the center. And so she also posted, um, something about lash next door, which if you've watched our Brooklyn and Bailey video, then you will know that is Brooklyn and Bailey's, um, makeup mascara brand. Um, she's also been in some posts with, uh, or went on a trip or something with Mindy McKnight, which is Brooklyn and Bailey's mom. And so another example of Mormon influencers crossing over. Yeah. Yeah. So they're making a killing after off of this brand. Um, it's gotten a lot of eyes. She has, 
she only has 558,000 followers on Instagram, but I mean, huge YouTube channel that she's, she's not as active on that anymore. She hasn't posted on YouTube in months. They are across all kinds of fucking platforms. They, they have diversified and honestly, they have, and they have a staff because there's no way that you could manage all this. So they have paid employees. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. On the same timeline that Jordan was succeeding in her blog at Bubba was also succeeding with his company Launch Leads, which I kind of explained a little bit ago. Um, Launch Leads soon after gave way to Quota Deck, which later rebranded as Outro.com, which has already shut down since. Like I went to Outro.com because he had it listed on his LinkedIn. And it was like a <laughs> transitioning off of your um, SSRIs thing. I was like, why the fuck is he invested in this? And then I realized it was, it had already been nuked and somebody else had picked it up. Um, in late 2010s, he became an angel investor because he was doing so well with all of his other ventures um, and has invested in a bunch of Utah based um companies such as gab which jordan had already mentioned and we will come back around to it later it's a kid-friendly mobile phone company and that has been successful enough that they've launched a safe kid-friendly stream music streaming service very so, gab is very popular around very popular here. like it i used to be a teacher and those like safer phone devices are becoming super popular again like yeah you know Back the, in our the dumb day, smartphone. we had Firefly. For those of you out there, did you have a Firefly? I'm going to like throw you back into some, some of nostalgia. Us just didn't have a phone. So. My parents were divorced. So yeah. that's the only reason I had it. But it's like <clears throat> the same idea as, you know, protecting kids and yeah. keeping them from unrestricted internet access, which I fully support. Allow me to say, as a therapist intern who currently sees teens and works in that dynamic. Yeah. Unrestricted internet access for teens is not, and for kids is not a good idea. So I support parents who are trying to protect their kids in that way. Honestly, I should not have seen as many people die on the internet as I had before the age of 19. So, and we didn't even have internet, like the internet and social media for half of our lives. Yeah. Most of it. Like the problem, like it's harder for today's kids because it's always been, it's always been there. Yeah. For real. So that's what Bubba was doing. In 2020, he ended up selling launch leads in March of 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, that he became co-founder of the Page Company with Jordan. So the Page Company technically is really just in its infancy. But up until that point, it was just fun, cheap or free. The thing with fun, cheap or free is in the beginning, it was authentically their lifestyle is they were making do with what they had as people who did not have a lot of money and had many children. And so in that time and space, it makes sense. Now the pages are at least probably multimillionaires. And so the whole fun, cheaper, free ideology doesn't really sit as well with me personally. Yeah. Um, it is kind of the financial expert approach where they start out poor and then they get rich and then they tell you how to become rich. And so I can see from that perspective before people come for me in the comments. Um, but it's hard to, it's almost like I told McKay the other day, it's almost like cosplaying being poor. Like my poor pandering followers, I have to 
teach you how to live within your means while I sit in my $20,000 or my 20,000 square foot house. And yeah. And people pay to send us on cruises Mm -hmm. and Disney world pays us to go there and then tell other people to go there and they can get a deal for me. So it just, it's unsettling for me. I don't like it. There's plenty of people who do. So don't get your garmies in a wad about it. But she is a little insensitive sometimes, I feel like. Like, McKay found this quote from her blog. This is directly off of her blog. This, this is, is the the about me post. This is not alleged. This yeah, is her actual I didn't actual have to dig quote. to find this. And it says, and no, we aren't rich, haven't won the lottery, and no one has ever given us money ever. So I agree with the fact that they haven't won the lottery, I disagree I that, with the that house could be construed as that. I disagree that with the no one has ever given us money. I think that's meant to be like a we never took handouts type of thing, which is fine. Maybe they didn't, yeah. whatever. But people give you money now in exchange for what you yeah. offer. So that's not even entirely true. But you are fucking rich. Sorry, you are. Yeah. If you do not think that you are rich, you are in deep, deep denial. Deep denial. Yeah. Well, and I disagree with the no handouts. No one has ever given us money because they legally secured a PPP loan that was forgiven. I would consider that a handout. And this blog post may have been written before that, but maybe go in and edit that part out because it's not true. I am perfectly okay with people taking PPP loans because they did it legally. So who am I to thumb my nose at it? But it is a little, again, a little disingenuous to say we didn't ever take any money from anybody. Because then you make posts like these. So let me read this for our, for our, our listeners. listeners. It's so sad. This is a photo of her kids looking into a store that has a sign that says, oh, it's the Dollar Tree. That has a sign that says temporarily closed. The Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree. That's rich it's so sad how many places are closing because people won't come to work they aren't going out of business they simply can't function because people aren't motivated to work right now especially in the minimum wage job range the restaurant last night closed abruptly while we were there because people wouldn't come in to do their shift dozens of examples i've personally experienced over the last few weeks it's discouraging and disappointing i won't even get into all of my thoughts on this but just know i have many upside down smiley face parents to exclamation points teach your kids to work that is a quote directly off her instagram screenshot so i would like to amend the last little statement parents teach your kids their worth because not every kid is going to be out there working at dollar tree and if i ever thought that any company was paying their employees more than what they were worth. It's definitely not Dollar Tree. <laughs> she sounds like a fucking boomer. She does, Kids don't want to work these days. Nobody wants to. She sounds like Kim Kardashian. Nobody wants to work these days. Yep. Literally. Get your fucking ass up and work. It's insensitive, honestly. She did get called out by at least one person in the comments, and she did write a response that I don't remember, but it was something like, you know... I closed out of the post and didn't look at it for a few hours and came back and yours was the first comment I saw and was something along the lines of like, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I see where you're coming from. And so this is what I mean when people who start off by teaching 
by being poor and teaching people how not to be poor evolve into this rich people thing where they're like, these minimum wage workers don't want to work. And I'm like, maybe because they're making $7 yeah. an hour. Maybe that's why they don't want to work. Jordan, do you know how far seven in here in Utah? I think the the minimum wage in Utah 50 something. cannot be more than a quarter than more than the federal minimum wage, which is only seven twenty. It's seven twenty five. Okay. Yeah. So it is the same as the federal minimum wage. Seven dollars an hour. If you're working forty hours a week, I am unaware of any place that will rent to you. Average rent in Utah for a one bedroom apartment is seventeen hundred dollars. That's in Salt Lake. We are in a more unsavory area of Utah that people like to say because they're racist and our rent it's is about that high as hell. Yeah. And but so we, where we live right now also is required to own a car. So not only do you have to pay that much in rent, but if you live, if you are our neighbor and you are making minimum wage, you have to have a car. There's no way that you're getting to work on time because we live out of the way from ev- like everywhere that you can work is away from us. That's $290 a week without taking out taxes. So what? Times four? <laughs> that's $1,100 the, a month. You can't even make... That's gross pay, too. Without even taxes. So yeah. don't so come So you have me. to luck out and find somebody who's willing to rent you a room. You have to have roommates. Yep. Or live with your parents, which isn't always ideal. There's just such insensitivity, anyway. insensitivity to it and the whole boomer mindset of you guys just don't work, which is why you're never going to get into a house because you don't save money. And you like, yeah, you sound a like a boomer. You are so out of touch. Like you do not have any room to say fucking anything about minimum wage or jobs if you're not providing them. If you make more yeah. than a million dollars a year, you get to shut the fuck up and sit in the corner. Do not tell me a goddamn thing about minimum wage and people yeah. not wanting to work. God, I don't know if she makes or how much they make. I that's not something that that's I'm alleged. interested in. I don't know how much money they make. So, but it's just they live in a million dollar home. It's so I mean, complaining that you're not able to go to the Dollar Tree and you just blaming it on your fellow man. Like, there's so much that goes on beyond what you see. Just do a little bit of critical thinking, and you'll be able to figure that out. Okay, so to break away a little bit from the talk of finances and things of that nature, um, obviously the main reason why we are talking about this is because they are both lifelong members of the Mormon Church, and from everything that I can tell, they are exemplary millennial Mormons in every way that I could find, honestly. Um, Bubba served a mission. They were married in the temple. They have kids. They attend Many church kids. regularly. They hold callings. They make a faith. They make faith a part of their social media um, and part of their brand, honestly. And they have put together resources and did a Q and A for the Freebs on their YouTube channel. So and cringe. I watched the whole thing and I'm not really going to, there's a lot of substance to it and just like a lot of personal experiences and everything like that. I'm not here to invalidate anybody's personal experience, but just a few of the things that they, they shared, 
like obviously it, it was really clear that Bubba was a hardworking missionary because I could see missionary mode. It was on. Activated immediately. Um, yeah. And he, he had With all the, the talking points and everything, and everything like that and the heart. And it was really respectable because it seems like he worked hard as a missionary. And Jordan didn't have that missionary experience, but she was still really enthusiastic about the stuff that she knew. Um, in that live stream, she actually revealed that she wasn't nearly so firm in her in their faith until about two years before this live stream had happened this live stream is about five years old at this point so around seven years ago she really kind of gained a testimony about the mormon church but they shared a couple of the standardized half truths that the mormon church gives to their members to give to other people to be missionaries um, they talk about how the Book of Mormon is all about Jesus, which is really disingenuous to say because it is not all about Jesus. There's a lot of narrative and stuff like that. It's supposed to testify of Jesus. There's a lot of ugly shit in there, too. Yeah. And I know a lot of people disagree with that, but I'm just telling you as it's it our is. our opinion. Um, they made a case for the Book of Mormon being true based on a talk that Tad R. Callister gave. Um, which is a lot of just taking the end of the power strip and plugging itself into itself. So there was that. Um, they talked about garments a little bit. She shared that she, the way that they view it is it's okay to wear garments any other time except for like recreation, which seems like they do a lot of recreation, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Sex? That would be recreation in my book. I was thinking like <laughs> recreation, like going to the gym, like recreating. Oh, yes. Uh, recreation, like going to the gym, soirees, which they Apparently. do at their house. Um, we need if to include an image of that. Yeah. If your dress doesn't fit that, then I guess that counts as recreation. <laughs> if it doesn't fit the, the garmies. Um, they claim that, they, that there's no paid clergy, which... Is, is true to an extent, uh, but again, it is a half-truth because the higher, um, all the top, I call them executives, the top leadership of the church receives a stipend every single year, it even though the 12 apostles. they are all very well off. Anyway. Uh, they claim that there is no teaching of polygamy, which no is No teaching false. of polygamy or no polygamy yeah, this, now? That they don't teach about polygamy it's not a doctrine um which was right i know right (laughs) this was right after um nelson was uh called to be the prophet and russell nelson the current prophet president of the mormon church is sealed to his current wife and sealed to his late first wife. Mm-hmm. So so what would you call that? I would say that when he dies, he believes that he's going to be married to two women. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's married I, to two I, women now. It's that Yeah, I'm, I'm no dictionary, but I'm pretty sure that's called polygamy. Also, will you put up the scripture? What is it, like DNC 122 or something that talks about? I don't know what it is. Polygamy? Maybe. If you will find it for me, I yes, can put it up I there. Um. And they also claim that the church never takes a stance on politics, which I don't blame them for because even the apostles have been caught in lies about this one. Hello? Hello? Is this uh, Prop Jeff 8? Holland? Is this Prop 8? Is this Prop 8? Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot the church funded Prop 8 practically. 
Yeah. Interesting. So they did take a stance on at that least two hundred thousand dollars. Interesting. From the church coffers, I don't even know if you could figure out how much from the members' pockets. The church doesn't stick a, take a stand on politics, but l- let me paint you a current picture of the legislature. Here, I will illustrate it for you visually to help you understand. There are. Currently, 81 Republicans and 22 Democrats in the Utah legislature. Of the 81 Republicans, 80 of them are Mormon. Of the 22 Democrats, 9 of them are Mormon. Mikhail just throw up some headlines about what's going through the state right now. And if those aren't Mormon-sponsored issues, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Yeah. I am not okay with our fucking legislature right now. I... I hate it here. Anyway, moving on, uh, both Bubba and Jordan on their their respective Instagram pages share photos of them attending the temple regularly. I think on Bubba's, the last one that I saw was in July, but I know that they uh, the snark sub referred to Temple Tuesday, which leads me to believe that they're attending pretty regularly. And as we always talk about the requirements to get into the temple because there are the church meetings that quote unquote, everybody is welcome to visit. And then there are the temples, which are considered to be sacred buildings that only people who prove themselves to be worthy to enter can enter. And they do this by interviewing with their local church leaders and they answer a certain set of questions. One of these questions being if you are a full tithe payer, in the Mormon church, it is expected and you have covenanted when you are baptized and become a member, you have covenanted to pay 10% of your income to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Income. 10%. Always. And you'll get asked about it once a year, at Every least two years. for tithing settlement. Every Yeah, for tithing settlement, your bishop... They print you, you off a sheet yeah. of how much money you've paid them and asked if this is Yeah, he it. wants you to look him in the eyes and tell him that you have paid your 10, 10%. You declare yourself a full tithe payer. And then they re-ask you that question every two years when you re-up your temple recommend. And if you're declared a full tithe payer, then you check that one off and they look at the other questions to make sure that you're quote-unquote worthy. And if not... Usually that's a big one that will keep you from receiving your VIP pass, all expenses paid trip to the Mormon temple. And in Utah, it's not unheard of for pretty dedicated members to go to the temple on like a weekly basis. And other areas of the world or in other areas of the United States, like it's more of a like... It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Like even when we we grew up in Colorado and when we lived there, the temple was pretty far still. Yeah. And so it would be like an every few months kind of thing. And so these two live really close to a temple, especially when they were living in Draper. They probably were like super close to They were up the street. So they were probably the ease of getting there isn't a problem generally for people in Utah because there are so many temples. Yeah. And so it's unsurprising to me that they go often. Yeah. Also, can we talk about the screenshot on this photo or the hashtags on this photo? That's weird. Smoochy, smoochy. Smoochy, smoochy at She's the temple. so millennial, it pains me inside. Where you 
used to pantomime slitting your throat. And I guess they probably didn't have to do that. My parents did. Anyway, that is on the whole a bad thing. Obviously, we've talked about some of the things that the Mormon, le- the, the Mormon legislature, the Utah state legislature is doing and those things bleed into the ideologies of the members the church is vehemently against marriage equality and despite what they have done recently where they finally caved there are other motives behind that they do not approve of same-sex marriage of anything that involves the lgbtq plus umbrella and all of the things that are that have to do with that. They've, They've recently excommunicated gay couples yeah. who were actively attending church and wanted to participate. Yeah, because it is a sin, and they're not going to back down from that. The church has historically had racist doctrines baked into scripture and things that prophets say and everything, and they have never addressed any of those things that the prophets say more than saying that is a his opinion and it is not something that we believe today when in all honesty a lot of these things were super super harmful to a lot of people for being a now small but worldwide church up until 19 or 1970s um black men were not allowed the same privileges as white men to hold the priesthood and by extension black women and black men were not allowed to enter the temple to do the same thing that the white members were doing. This was only not even 50 years. Was it 50 years ago? Not even 50 years ago. They also, there's all kinds of those things baked within Mormonism, even within the scriptures, but they also did things historically that were not great, including sealing a black woman to Joseph Smith, which means tying them together for eternity as a servant was the word that was used as a servant. And so Joseph Smith being the founding prophet of the church. And so it's not a secret. Yeah. Even Brigham Young problematic. Even Brigham Young said that slavery was ordained of God. So is he a prophet or is he a man? Yeah. Is he speaking for God right there? Because it sounds like he was. So there's things like that. Toxic purity culture that has absolutely ruined people's lives and their outlook on sex and things of that nature. If you want to find out about the toxic and harmful things that the Mormon church teaches, there is a wealth of things that we could tell you, Um, but we're going to keep it short. This 10% that they are giving to the Mormon church helps perpetuate that. It most times doesn't even go toward the building up of the kingdom. It goes toward investment portfolios that the church has so that they can hoard wealth and they can continue well into the future to be able to operate and spread harm like they have in the past. Friendly reminder that the church has hundreds of billions of dollars. So they're second only to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation as far as wealth goes. So yeah, they outbid them on real estate sometimes. Yeah. So something else that's important to bring up is that Jordan is, like we said, the center of kind of the Mormon (laughs) influencer universe, if you will. 
Um, I would say maybe Rachel Parcell, the Parcell sisters were kind of the OGs, I feel like, but Jordan is more center stage and connected, in my opinion. We'll probably have to make a video on the Parcells at some point, but... We've made a video on none other than famous musicians and talented artists that exist within the church. If you'd like to watch that, that's out there. But this is none other than Donny Osmond. If you didn't know, the Osmonds are Mormon. And of course, Jordan would be best friends with Donny Osmond. And this is just a regular occurrence for them to hang out. Besties. Besties. She also has some other relationships with other Mormon influencers who we have talked with or talked about before. Uh, one of them being Ruby Frankie from Eight Passengers. And that just opens up a whole new branch of Mormon influencer uh, connections because a lot of Ruby's family, they all do family vlogging. Here's Jordan with her bestie, Ruby, and Mr. Worldwide. Uh, <laughs> we have to throw up that new picture. I know. I found have. a new picture. I didn't know it existed up until now. Um Ruby and April and Davy. April and Davy are really connected with um, them also. So there's another crossover there. Here's another photo of the three of them. That's April in the middle. And then Ruby on the end. This is they went on a trip to Italy together. In addition to the trip to Thailand, this Girls is trip. another, they all went, I think, but this is one of the photos cause they went to Italy together. And then, um, they did parties often. Like if you look at this caption, didn't know how excited Bubba page was about eight passengers smoked ribs. And so Presumably, they spent time together, probably as families, especially if they're going on trips together and whatnot. And then a lovely final remark from Jordan Page about eight passengers. Eight passengers, can I just carry you in my back pocket for the rest of my life so you can take pictures of me pretending that I don't know you're taking pictures of me? So it sounds like Jordan and Ruby were pretty close. Yeah, which I didn't know. Um, at this point in time, it... It's safe to say that Jordan lives in distortion, and I highly doubt that they are friends anymore. So I don't want to negatively associate them now because they probably Ruby don't has gone now. off of the fucking rails in this little I shenanigans that touch she's her doing. With a Ten foot pole yeah. at this point. You wonder where I've been on my vlogs. You wonder why I left YouTube it's to save my kids they have not posted anything as of recent at least not since ruby went down the whole moms of truth thing the ironic thing is in all of those posts that on jordan's page that are old that ruby is tagged in that account the eight passengers account is no longer existing because it got transformed into the moms of truth account and so if i were her i would go and untag those posts and she probably doesn't know this because she probably doesn't care but yeah. All of the tagged photos that she has now are tagged Moms of Truth. And so if that's bothersome to her, just a, a quick heads up, I would go untag those yeah. those photos. I, I wouldn't want to be associated with that little brand that they have. I wouldn't be able to see that they're tagged anyway because I am blocked by that account <laughs> on my personal stuff. <so. laughs> anyway, 
There's her little connection with uh, Ruby Frankie and the eight passengers. And then we've got Brooklyn and Bailey. We've got Mindy McKnight. Like, we could do a whole other video on how all of them are fucking connected. Um, but they... We need to start a web. We really could. We really could. Because there's a lot. Like, I'm not kidding you guys. The the connections in this sphere are vast. They are vast. For and real. it's wild. Like, even Alex Boyer... She's done some events with Alex Boyer, who's under some heat right now for some choices that he's making. Alex Boyer was also in our Mormon Musicians video. Um, so you can go check him out. But he has left his wife, and she is relying on the Bishop's storehouse for food and is raising eight kids by herself. Um, and so yeah. I don't have a Which lot is- of compassion for him right now. So bonehead shit. They've done events together. She's done like party bus events with him and they've done live events and shit. So there's Alex Boyer, just another connection. Donnie Osmond, like I swear, this shit goes on forever. Forever. She's also tagged BYU TV and stuff in a lot of things. She's done, she's gone and spoken at BYU for different classes and conferences yeah. and things. And so she's down there a lot and she's done some stuff with BYU TV. And then she's also been on like local Utah news. And so that's not surprising to me at all. So some honorable mentions for shit that I'm like, why? What? So I'm not even going to say the caption on this. Because it makes me uncomfortable. I'm just going to pull it up. Sorry, listeners. Um, you can... I guess I will refer to this in the best way possible. But uh, they're in a jungle. And she's claiming that she's sick. Posting a picture of her with her husband. Um, so if you want to see <laughs> the cringe, then you can head over to the YouTube channel. But you here on YouTube... This is not appropriate. Okay. No, Let me just it's say not right cute now. Either. Like I know what her intent was not that, but we know intent is irrelevant. But if you didn't know that this term was problematic, I encourage you to do some research because this is not an appropriate term to have. So if you use this, take it out of your vocabulary. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you. And then here's another honorable mention for modesty. Now that the weather is cooler, I bust out my uber-ripped jeans. Just stick a pair of fun leggings under them to avoid flashing too much skin. Okay, this is a level of Mormon that I cannot even participate in. A little extreme. (laughs) I have never seen anybody do this. Have you? I've literally never seen anybody do that. This is like an extreme level of modesty. Extreme. Most people just wouldn't wear ripped jeans. Yeah. Which ripped jeans are against the honor code at BYU and BYU-Idaho. Just True. a little tidbit I don't there. care if you wear ripped jeans, but yeah. shit. Like, do you... Ri- yeah. Anywho, and then another honorable mention that made me uncomfortable. This is like some 2000s level cringe that for- she's posted in the 2010s, maybe even 2020s. For our listeners. I didn't see the... Uh, her... Date on that. She's posing, and her shirt says, kind of classy, kind of gangsta. With an A. With an A. <laughs> it didn't pronounce In that. In her child's room with the crib. <laughs> it's just... So, uh, it's I don't just... know what to do with that. She also had a meltdown over the cuties controversy. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was right at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah. When everybody lost their mind over the Cuties Netflix show, and then everybody it might have been right before Netflix. She had a whole ass meltdown about it. But the biggest thing is, as part of that meltdown, she used it as an advertising opportunity to talk about Gab, which remember they <laughs> are invested in. So that worked out really nicely in their favor. There's also this. Um, they bought this giant combat camper army military type vehicle. This is just ridiculous to me. I don't know if they still have this or not. I cannot believe that they spent money on this. This is like some stupid man shit right here. If I've ever seen it. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with you on that. It's, it's not, it's not frugal either. Like I just look at that and it makes me think of all the, the maintenance and shit that goes into buying an old military truck like that or the tires. I remember working on, on tires and some goober in around town brought, bought a Humvee and then he would bitch that he goes through tires like nothing, nobody's business. I'm like, it's cause you're buying consumer tires for like a con- commercial vehicle. My guy, I don't, that is neither cheap nor free. It's probably <laughs> fun, but like it's what? expensive, bro. What? <laughs> Another bizarre one, I don't ever try to judge anybody's parenting because I know everybody does it differently. And as long as you're not physically, emotionally abusing or neglecting your kids, I try not to pass judgment on people. But this is just one of those things that if I was doing this and I would never do this, I am a parent, by the way, before all of you idiots comment, I would never do this. And if I was going to do this, I would not post about it on social media. No. So this was shared on Jordan's Instagram account and they were going to a New Year's party at their neighbors two doors down. And so she comments, New Year's party two doors down, too cheap to pay for a sitter equals baby monitor via FaceTime works like a champ. Hashtag don't report me. Hashtag we check on our kids. Don't worry. Hashtag only for two hours. Hashtag don't try this at home. If you have to include those hashtags, wouldn't that be a red flag to you to be like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't post this. The fact that it's still there. Shocking to me. This was from 2013. Yeah, this was like really early. It only has 38 likes. It's Yeah, this is like way the hell early. But But I would never. I don't, I don't even, I would never. Like the very few nights that Jordan, Jordan only works one night a week. It also happens to be the night before garbage day. I don't even drag the fucking garbage can out to the curb, which is not far. <laughs> it's not worth the risk in my opinion. No. And people are going to be like, they can still see it doesn't matter. But what if like something crazy happened? Like I'm not trying to like say that they're bad parents here, but I'm like, what if your kid has a seizure and needs immediate medical attention and you're seeing it on the FaceTime and you're two doors down? Like, yeah, that's precious time. That's precious time. If something were to happen and is it likely that something would happen? No, but is it a risk I would be willing to take? Also? No, it's just a weird flex. Like, Oh, I'm too cheap to pay for a sitter. So here's me on a map, my MacBook. I can afford a MacBook, but I can't afford a, a sitter. I would never tell on myself like that. I, that's yeah. a self-report if I've ever seen one. Like, that's not cute. Yeah. This is not a reason. Let me just include this caveat right here, right now. 
She also talked about this. I don't know if she's ever been reported to DCFS. When you're an influencer who talks about your kids and people don't like you, it's kind of inevitable, yeah. unfortunately. Do not call DCFS or CPS on influencers unless you, you have absolute proof and 100% are confident that that's what's happening. If you are, if you do not know the family and do not witness them and are adjacent to them in their real actual life, do not call DCFS. DCFS is fucking drowning and understaffed and underqualified to deal with 90% of what they see as it is. Do not waste their time on people who do not need to have DCFS go to their house. That is a waste of resources. And all it does is fuel these people persecution complexes. That's all it is. It's the same thing with all the other fundies. Jill Rodriguez, Eight Passengers, all of them. It just fuels their complex that we're, you know tried by the Lord and people just hate us. And it, it, yeah. it doesn't help anybody. Like, I I can't express that enough. If it's something that you're like, hmm, maybe I should call, you can call DCFS and say, hey, in this hypothetical situation, is this something I would need to report? And you can ask them without actually making a report. But ugh, it just drives me no. nuts. It drives me nuts as a social worker to be in this space and to have people do this and use these resources for things that don't need to happen when we're already strapped in this field as it is for the kids who actually need DCFS to intervene. Yeah. Like, don't fucking do that. Jesus. On any of these influencers, Jordan included. Okay, so I wanted to save this for last. Um, I We did not expect to find something like this in this little deep dive, and we probably almost would have missed it. But I labeled this in our notes as weapons grade cringe. Why the fuck would you post this? Because I was speechless. We I found this on the shout out to the r slash Jordan page. Snark subreddit. We'll Um, link them in the comments. We were just looking through stuff and we had seen somebody make reference to this post, but it was kind of hard to find. And then somehow Jordan found it. And I thought there's no way that we were going to find this. We're going to have to like look through the way back machine or something. Some sort of archive shit. I scrolled for a long time. (laughs) 2019. We found it. And lo and behold, it's still up. But here is an Instagram post of her at the Holocaust Memorial Museum. Shout out because it is important that people learn about the absolute horrors that is the Holocaust because... The way that we prevent something like this from happening again is educating ourselves and moving forward in a way that is opposite of what the fuck happened. Anti-Semitic comments or sentiments that will be commented on this video, you will be blocked Blocked. and the comment will be deleted. No tolerance whatsoever. Anyway, so here's the picture of her with her daughter at the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. It's the caption. I've been waiting to come to the Holocaust Museum since high school. Why? I'm not Jewish. I'm not German. It happened so long ago. This kind of thing doesn't happen anymore, or does it? It was an incredibly humbling experience walking through the exhibit with my kids, trying to explain to their innocent minds how millions of people could horribly be murdered simply because of how they look, because they had mental illness, physical disabilities, because of their religious lifestyle, religious or lifestyle preferences. Up to this point, we're good. It seems so long ago, so far-fetched of an idea, and yet, in the 1830s and 40s, 
were my own people, the Mormons, not driven from their burning homes and forced to walk barefoot across the U.S., dragging handcarts, seeking refuge in Utah because simply they were Mormon. In the, ni- in the 50s and 60s, my own parents' generation, did we not discriminate, hurt, ostracize, and even kill here in America because of the color of one's skin after generations of slavery that brought our very own country to war against ourselves? And even now, is ISIS not running rampant, murdering oh people by the thousands simply for being Christians? Is oh the child slave and pornography industry not as strong as ever? Are we not shaming people for their weight, their size, whether they use plastic forks or not? What? That is, that's real cute. What? Uh, their sexual or political or religious preference. If you think the Holocaust is over, you are wrong. It's just different now. The Holocaust happened out of discrimination and hate, judgment and prejudice. The only way to stop the cycle of history is to stop judgment uh, and actions from happening in the first place. I'm so grateful for this city and its rich history. It's been a good reminder to me of the importance of teaching my children to make sure the history we repeat is the good kind, the kind that matters, um, the kind that changes history for the better. This is so incredibly misinformed. I I couldn't believe looking through. She probably deleted any comments pushing back on this because it is such a fucking bonehead comparison to make to the Mormons. I'm not excusing the bad things that happened to good Mormon people who were deceived by Joseph and any of his associates because that's exactly what they fucking did and people paid the ultimate price for it. But to make the bonehead comparison of the Holocaust to the Mormons is absolutely fucking mind-boggling. And then also to bring in the civil rights movement, which the prophet at the time called a fucking communist plot absolutely just so misinformed if you ever think in your brain should i compare this to the holocaust do not just stop that's the end of that sentence if you if that thought even pops into your head to be like this is like the ho-. no 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 it's not shut every, the fuck up every single tragedy can exist on its own we don't need to compare anything everything has its own flavor of fucking bad there was all kinds of aspects, and it's not to dis- diminish the millions of Jewish people that were exterminated like fucking animals, right? But to make any sort of comparison, especially to the Mormons, oh my God, it is just, I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't, like, when people were making reference to it, I was like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that a post like that exists because. It's Boy, were just, we disappointed. Oh, man, it's so disappointing that they were not lying. It's worse that she left it up. It's it's bad. Take this post down. Like, she has to know. It's not cute. Or edit it to just include that first part and the last part. The, the middle part, you're off base. Way. You're not even in the fucking park. So, that's awesome. Love that unbelievable nonsense like 
if none else happens from this video, if her team or somebody yeah. watches it, just take edit your fucking caption or just archive it, period. Yeah. And I it's kind of weird that she brings up these kinds of things in there because it's kind of like the only time that she ever brings anything up. Like she didn't do any posts and I'm I fully acknowledge that anything that white people were posting at the time in 2020, it's performative, but it's performative with a purpose. She didn't post anything during that period. She made one comment, one post about racism that I included that I will throw up here. I don't remember when this was, but she talked about having a conversation about racism with her kids. Um, saying that they talked about George Floyd protests and what racism means and that she's not an expert and it's an intimidating conversation, but she's trying. And so I can at least okay. give her some credit there. Um, but it it's definitely not an active part of her platform. Like that's no, that's for sure. Which is interesting because she is including Mormonism in her brand constantly, which has also, a very racist past. No mention of the gays whatsoever anywhere. This, I cannot find a single this thing. This was the only thing that we found that even mentioned it. Sexual preference. Could not find a single thing. So orientation is a better word. Identity. But if you are Mormon, you know, whatever, you are homophobic until you prove to me otherwise. As a person, as a queer person, you are homophobic until proven otherwise. Point blank period. <laughs> and part of that Proof is not supporting the church, not putting your ass in their pews. And so that's exactly why she doesn't post about that shit, because she knows it'll be unpopular. So she's not even going to yeah, bring it up. It's not cute. Let's wrap this up. Um, honestly, there was... I think the they are otherwise good. They're, they've got big personalities. They're nice people, They're nice I'm people. Sure. They're not as problematic um, as other influencers no, we've not, covered. No, not nearly. They don't um, exploit their children as much as other ones do. Yeah, they do the family blogging thing, which I don't like. But They do that, but they're not having sex talks with their kids yeah. on camera, at least. We might have to come back around because we got a repeat, a repeat offender on our hands. So you stay seen that tuned video. for maybe another video about that. But So let me just say, I don't know if this video is going to stay up or not. If we do get some kind of legal threat, even if it doesn't mean anything, I will probably lean into taking it down just because we are not rich people that can afford a legal team to fight something like this, even if it is covered under fair use. And so if you'd like to support us, because this took a lot of time, energy, and effort, Go subscribe slash join our Patreon. There are exclusive things. Check out our patrons who are moving up the screen right now. There are exclusive things you can get access to, exclusive videos that aren't public on the channel. You can also join um, and become a member of the YouTube channel if you prefer to do that. But both of those ways helps us continue to be able to do this. Um, these videos take a lot of time and we don't have a lot of time on our hands. And so we're super grateful for you guys for supporting us in that way so that we and can. And for sticking around. So that we yeah. can produce content like this because we haven't been to as much lately. And so we're getting back into it and wanted to come back with a bang, which is why we chose to do this topic. So for the rest of you, hit that subscribe button if this is content that you'd like to see more of. It definitely helps us. If you'd like to follow along with us, we have a giveaway currently running over on our Instagram that we'll talk about in our next episode. Um, so if you want to get it 
get in on it early you can go check it out over on instagram otherwise Follow you can just wait there. for the next episode if you're listening that ad won't run uh so <laughs> but um anyway you can find us at, at jordan and mckay on instagram and tiktok we also have a discord which is really awesome which i've been uh, largely neglecting so shout out to the discord because there are other people uh, shout out to our mods hanging out shout out to our mods because they're really cool people and they they help run us with all that stuff uh run all that stuff for us so join us for our streams we're starting up a new season of the bachelor of provo the provo's most eligible jordan yes legally distinct legally legally distinct anyway Um, we love you all thank you all for sticking around and we'll see you next time